Aloha. That sounded kind of like country, and it's supposed to be just aloha. Actually, how do you say it? Okay, you guys, welcome back to Side Peace Show, coming from, yes, you guessed it, Hawaii. You guys, it's pretty much our first getaway since freaking COVID hit. Coming to Hawaii. I'm scared shitless because COVID is so bad. We've had this booked forever. And I'm like, okay, it's pretty reckless. Like, we're going to go to Hawaii when COVID is at its peak again. But at the same time, it's like, mentally, how much more can I freaking take without a break? So we're doing it. I'm scared. We're getting here. We made it. Celebrate. And my kids wake up sick. I literally spent this whole morning in Hawaii at an urgent care because one of my kids, Logan, has a freaking ear infection. So aloha is right. And aloha mommy needs some more cocktails to get through. But I wanted to say aloha. Welcome back to Side Peace Show. And I can't believe it's lucky number 51 my guest today is so bomb diggity. I can't even wait to share her with you. And you guys, I'm not even going to try to fake it until I make it because I don't know shit that just happened this last week in Bravo World because I've been traveling, coming to Hawaii, and now dealing with sick kids in Hawaii. So my Bravo catch up has been nada, except I will say I saw... Seth Marks eating Whitney's boobs. And by Whitney's boobs, I mean a boob cake that she gave him for his birthday. But that's literally all I saw in passing in a post. And anytime I see our super side star, side piece superstar, Seth Marks eating some boobs, I got to take note. Other than that, everybody is my side stealer, including my children who come to Hawaii and get sick, forcing mommy to consume more alcohol to make it through. You guys, this is super sweet though. Um, I don't know if you guys caught my episode like forever ago, but I was actually talking about Hawaii and how special it is because I was told, or we, I probably should include my husband in this whole thing. We were told that I would never get pregnant naturally. So we did like a hundred rounds of IVF, IUIs, all the jazz, lots of money, like a hundred shots plus in my stomach, all these crazy medications. And do you think my crazy ass needs extra medication? The answer is hell to the no. And pregnant, not pregnant. It was a mess for a long time. It was so tough that we're like, we need a break. So we last minute booked a trip to Hawaii. We came here. We drank. We got drunk. We had a blast. I blacked out a lot. Went to go home to start my third round of IBF. And they're like, guess what? You're pregnant. Naturally. And I'm like, yo, remember when we just spent like a life savings and did a million rounds of IVF and everything else because you said we couldn't get pregnant naturally? Our first miracle, Logan, is actually a little souvenir from Hawaii. So this place is extra, extra special to me, to us. So I am extra excited to bring this episode of Side Piece to you from Hawaii. 
So aloha. I have no side stealers. I have nothing happening in Bravo world except for some boobies being eaten by Seth Marks. But I will say thank you again. You guys, we are episode 51. Holy crap balls. It's all because of you. I love you. I thank you for your amazing support, for listening. You guys, your messages, by the way. Oh my God. My flight over, I was catching up on all all my messages. I can't tell you how happy they make me to see how much you love side piece, how much you love the episodes and actually listening to my annoying voice. It means the world. I'm so excited for 51 more episodes. Thank you again for all your love, all your support, for telling all your friends and people to listen, subscribe, rate, and review. Your support, your love is the best thing ever. Thank you from the bottom of my aloha, time to get drunk in Hawaii, heart. You guys and my guest today, she is literally as good as gold. You guys, if that didn't give it away enough, she is the OG from Vanderpump Rules, the new mom, the always a rock star, almost a wifey, one of my absolute favorites. She brings the heat and the hotness every single time, and she's bringing it today on Side Piece, you guys, from Vanderpump Rules. The one, the only, Sheena. Did you guys, were you planning? Like, did you want a baby? No. I mean, I've always wanted her. I didn't necessarily want a baby yet. I wasn't ready for one. I don't know that you're ever really ready. Ever. But um, no, it was a total surprise. I genuinely didn't think I could get pregnant. That's why I froze my eggs. And then all of a sudden I missed my period. I'm talking to a psychic because I do that sometimes just for sport. And she was like, you have a child today if you want it. And I was like, well, yeah, I froze my eggs. So yeah, if I wanted to get pregnant today, I guess I could. And then she was like, no, like, and I was like, wait a second. I'm a few days late on my period. No. No way. No way. And I went and I got a test and I was like, no way. And then we had a miscarriage, sadly. So then after that, I was like, okay, well now I do want a baby now. And this is the doctor said the best chance I had for a healthy baby was to get pregnant again right away after one ovulation cycle. So we did the DNC procedure, which makes you, I guess, extra fertile. And then he said, you know, wait for one period. Once you ovulate, then you can try again. He's like, do not try before. So I was like, okay. So we didn't try for five weeks, had the period ovulated. And then it was the day we moved in here. I was like, you just got me pregnant. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. So you guys were together. How long were you guys together at this point? Only six months. So no, I would have never moved in with someone and had a baby with them after six months. Like I could be a little crazy, but I'm not that crazy. Oh my God. Was he shitting his pants? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And then your mom. I mean, my mom was like overjoyed because like she has wanted a grandbaby for so long, but knowing I was never in the right situation to have one, even when I was married, I knew like we were not in any place to have kids. And then Rob, that ended super quickly. And then I was single and just crazy for a couple of years. And then boom, this all happened like so quick. But I mean, 
the miscarriage was devastating. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, but that brought me my rainbow baby and she's everything I've ever wanted and more like she's such a good baby. I'm so very blessed. Wait, how old is she now? Eight months. <gasps> Eight months. And you did this all through a freaking pandemic with a guy yeah. you were with for six months. Yeah. Were you like, oh my God, now I'm tied to your ass forever. I was happy to be tied to his ass before I got pregnant. And then being down in San Diego. So it's like, now it's so different. Cause now like everything is like opened back up because I haven't really started a life down here. The whole time we were down here, I was pregnant and I didn't see any of my friends. Like I just stayed home by myself every day. I saw very few people from LA when they would come down, I would make everyone get tested before they came. Right. I was terrified of getting COVID. So I just like didn't leave the house for nine months. And then we moved up to LA when I was 39 weeks pregnant. So the whole time I've been down in San Diego, I was just pregnant in this house and I love it. I mean, we're literally on the bay. I can see the ocean right now. It's beautiful, but I'm like, okay, now we can be back down here and actually like have a life and like yeah. have her like once she gets a little older and she can play on the, in the sand and I just love it down here so that is insane I'm like listening to your story Sheena do you know they told me I would never get pregnant naturally mm -hmm. ever I went through a hundred IUIs IVFs pregnant not pregnant miscarriages up the ass right and we're like this I know so when you say it's the hardest thing I've been there. Like we were in our closet, like in tears. This is too much. Like we can't take it. Yeah. Like, Fuck it. We need a break. We booked Hawaii and we're like, we need to go get away, get drunk. Cause you know, you can't, you can't do anything when you're like trying to get pregnant or like oh, do drugs and all that stuff. Yeah. Not, not the drugs, like the get pregnant drugs. No, totally. Right. <laughs> well, you can't say that shit anymore. They're like, yeah, you know, weed. Weed. <laughs> maybe if you stop those drugs, you would get right. Other drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so we went, went to Hawaii, came back and I'm not getting my period. And they're like, come in for a pregnancy test. And I'm like, okay, that's a joke. And then I was pregnant and I'm like, no, 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 no. Remember when you told me I could not get pregnant naturally and we did all this money in like IVF and all yeah. this. And then we moved at my first one when I was 39 weeks pregnant and moved with my second one when I was 39 and a half weeks pregnant. Oh my God. So yep. like, I get it. Like I get <laughs> the madness. Yeah. The insanity, the sadness, the excitement. It's like the roller coaster, right? Totally. The best thing about moving when you're pregnant, though, is you don't have to actually move. You just stand there and delegate for, <laughs> for you. Like, sorry, I'm 39 weeks pregnant. I can't lift that. <laughs> By the way, don't you do that anyway, even if you're not pregnant? <laughs> Honestly, I'm very, like, helpful in that sense. Like, I will lift the heavy boxes and I'll hang up the pictures and do stuff like that. But it was kind of nice to not have to. Yeah, so, I can't. Yeah. It's for the baby's sake. Yeah. By the way, why else do you have Brock with those muscles if you're going to be doing shit? Exactly. Dude, finally have a real man. He looks so big. Is he just like, I mean, next to you, he has to be in real life, like insanity. Yeah. I feel like if he was a few inches taller, it would just be like, not okay. So it's like, he's like the perfect height for how big he already is. <laughs> that is incredible. 
Wait a minute. So how is it going? You were mentioning your mom helping. How is it going with like Brock and your mom and all that? Um, I mean, they still butt heads for sure. Just like the other day, he was upset that my mom didn't have her on her correct sleep schedule. And I was like, yeah, but honey, her first nap that we were in charge of was off. She didn't, we usually, we time our drives around her nap time because that's when we give her a bottle. She goes to sleep in the car because she's just a terror in the car. Hates being in the car. She'll scream. It's just like the only time she really fusses. She's a very good baby otherwise. So we time our morning drive to go to my mom's house. We had the Chargers game. So she stays with my parents. We go to the football game. She doesn't sleep in the car at all. She was just awake and like, wasn't even like a terror. Like she normally is, was just like cooing, playing with herself and didn't go to sleep. Had her bottle, just didn't go to sleep. So we get to my mom's and I'm like, she needs a nap. Like she hasn't gone down yet. Her morning naps between 8.30 and 9.30 usually. We're at like approaching 11 o'clock. She hasn't gone to sleep. So finally he gets her down for a nap. We go to the game. And then I guess she woke up like by noon or whatever. Her second nap is usually between 12.30 and 1.30. Oh, so yeah. my mom wasn't going to try to put her to sleep again 30 minutes later. Right. She tried around 2.15. She wasn't having it. And so she didn't go to sleep until 4. And he's just like, she needed to be on her schedule. And I'm like, but she already wasn't on her schedule. And it's like, oh, now it's my mom's fault right. for, not, for not forcing a nap 30 minutes after she woke up. I was just like, oh my God, honey, she's eight months old. Yeah. It's she's not always going to be on a perfect schedule. Right. The schedule sometimes has to go out the window with babies. <sighs> you can't like, if you're like this, it's never going to work. You know? No. And I, I think he forgets that she's only eight months. And so it's like, that's like literally like the only things we fight about right now is her sleep training schedule. And I'm like, she's going to sleep when she's tired. Right. Like I'm kind she's of going to eat when she wants out. to eat. Like that's yeah. what they do. Like they know I their shit. Like I want, I would raise her more kind of on demand, just like whatever she needs at that time. But then he wants her on a schedule, which I'm also okay with. Cause I'm like, I, I I'm just all about what's best for her. And I feel like, you know, if we have her in the crib and she wakes up and she cries, she needs something. So I'm going to go pick her up. Like, we're not about the cried out method, but it's just like, I get why he wants her on a schedule because he wants her to have a good relationship with sleep. We want her to be able to self-soothe and all that. So I'm trying anything that works, but I'm like, look, if she cries and she needs me, she needs me. I'm going to be there. Right. Totally. So that's where you guys have like your difference in, in raising yeah. And I knew we would when it came to having a baby together. I'm like, oof. I remember even like when we met with our producers at the beginning of every season, you sit down and just kind of tell them like what you're going through, like who you're friends with, who you're not, where you're at, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I really think when this baby comes, I was like, you guys are going to get some gold TV. Like we're definitely going to fight. We're going to butt heads. And then we really didn't. <laughs> up until recently when we're and so I feel like they were like expecting like this like crazy like fighting relate and then I was like oh actually like when she was a newborn we were so in sync and on the same page like we did the feeding her every three hours and then we did the more on-demand feeding like whatever our doctor her doctor said we just kind of went with right and then now the last like couple months we're trying to sleep train so it's like we're trying to do that then she got two ear infections and right when she recovered from that, she got COVID. And so, yeah, she was totally okay. Like kids are resilient and it doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. as much. Like I was terrified when I found out she was positive because I was still negative. My mom was negative. Rock was positive. Oh, so gosh, she got it from rock. 
Yeah, I mean, and I couldn't believe that I was still, it was when we went to New York for Watch What Happens Live. So yeah, it's like we get, spend like two years being so careful and then we go on a work trip and I'm like, how do I not have it? But you do. So I sent him to San Diego. I was like, get away from us. We'll take the baby oh to Palm Springs. And then I guess I ended up getting it from her. But so during those times when she was sick for like those like few weeks, like off and on, then it was just like, okay, whatever she needs. So if she needs to sleep on my chest. I was letting her sleep on my chest. Right. And then the sleep training totally went out the window. So now, <laughs> totally. Trying to get back on track. You're like, what am I supposed to do, Brock? She's sick. I know. <laughs> and then we're in Hawaii. So we go back in time. So then her oh, sleep right. and more off. So then we get back to LA and she's wanting to go to bed at 11 o'clock at night. We're like, oh my God. So wait, were you like Brock? you gave my girl COVID. Yeah. It, that, that morning in the house. Oh, it was, I mean, it wasn't his fault. That was the thing. It wasn't like he went out with the boys on a boys trip, came home and brought COVID into the house. Like we were together. It just hit him harder than it hit me. Like I was asymptomatic the whole time. So had we not gotten tested every week for filming, I would have had no idea that I had it. So I was really upset mostly because the night before we had all of the moms and all of the babies over for like a little pizza party. So I was like, oh my God, oh my God. If you gave Stassi, Lala or Brittany or their babies COVID, like I was freaking out about that. Oh I was like, my God. Oh, gonna okay. She's going to be okay. But like, what if like, I just, so I was freaking out about that, but then everyone like tested no one got it so I was like thank god everyone was okay and she had a fever for a couple of days a bit of a cough she was just like kind of like sleepy extra cuddly a little sad a little cranky but she was totally fine so was your mom like get out of here you gave my grandbaby covid I mean well then my mom was having symptoms so then we're like oh she you also gave her covid and it hit my mom pretty hard. Even like we're all vaccinated, but um, she still had every symptom, like the shakes, the fever, the cough, lost her taste and smell for like six weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. So that it hit her help. pretty hard. I was like, I was fine, thankfully. But um, I was just so thankful that we were all vaccinated because like if it hit my mom that hard after, you know, a double shot of Pfizer, what oh. would happen if she wasn't vaccinated? Bad. Yeah. That did not help, by the way, your, her relationship with Brock. I know. I was like, we always knew if anyone in the family got COVID, it would be because of Brock. But we said that as a joke. And then it really was because of Brock. But I was like, but it wasn't his fault. And right. like, if, if he would have went on a boys trip and brought COVID home, whoo, done. 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 But I was like, we were both together on a work trip. And it was crazy because when we landed in New York, I felt sick. But we tested when we were there. And I was fine and then tested again when I got home and I was still fine. So I'm like, it's so weird that I actually, I felt under the weather for like 48 hours, but I tested before and after and I was fine. I didn't test positive for like 10 days after that. Oh my God. And so when they say like, it can like incubate in your system, like it totally got totally. It took me after he tested positive, it still took me another week to test positive. It's insane. And you wonder why it's spreading because people are like, oh, I'm fine after seven or eight days. Well, yeah. And I was so thankful that I knew what like I had been obviously directly exposed and that my baby had it because 
if she didn't have any symptoms and he didn't have any symptoms, I had two events that week. Tom Sandoval had a performance indoor at a venue and my friend Bryce Vine had an album release party indoor at a venue. I would have attended both of those things and had no idea. So I was just so thankful that the two of them had symptoms and we tested because I would never willingly go out into the world and spread that even being asymptomatic like no so That's we just locked ourselves up in my house in Palm Springs and we were fine is it like what do you do because again my parents live down the street obviously my husband's here how do you I mean it's your mom and it's your man yeah. how do you even like okay Brock okay like who do you how do you know who to pick sides like do you find yourself having to pick sides like how do you even deal with that every time you watch that I'm always like putting myself in that situation like I don't even know what I would do it's so tough because I see both sides and I hate fighting with my fiance and I hate fighting with my mom but like sometimes I have to, I'm like, mom, you need to understand. She's like, oh, I love how it's my fault that she missed her second nap when you guys didn't have her on her first nap. And I was like, no, it's not your fault. I said, we should have reminded you, hey, we want to try to get her back on schedule today. Try to get her back down by two o'clock. But the thing is, if she's fighting a nap, my mom's not going to force it. Right. She's like, oh, I would like to see you force a nap. And I'm like, I do. It's hard. It hurts my heart. But I know when she's overly tired, Like you just, you got to rock her and like you give her the bean, give her the bottle. Like you got to get her down for a nap because she does need a nap. She's eight months old. She doesn't know what she needs. Right. So I'm like, sometimes we do have to try and like force a nap. And just, if that means sitting in the nursery, rocking her, singing to her, whatever, for like that hour, then so be it. But like with the grandparents, they're just like, oh, she's not tired right now. We'll just let her play. Because it's a freaking then I'm like, of course. you have to understand, like, Brock just wants what's best for her. But then I'm like, Brock, you have to understand that, like, my mom's just kind of going off of what she needs. It's just. Is it hard? Because, like, now, you know, we're watching your season back, right? And we see, we actually see them, like, butting heads mm-hmm. on TV. Is it hard? Do they see that then? And is it hard for, like, your mom or Brock, like, to see the tension or how you're feeling like I'm in the middle. I mean, what you see on the show is sometimes a mild version of what it actually yeah. has been in person. So, um, I mean, I'm at least thankful for that. But um, yeah, I mean, he's apologized because he sees it back and he realizes that he can come off quite harsh and be kind of an asshole. And uh, he realizes like, we're so fortunate to have my mom, you know, no one's gonna love a baby like the grandmother loves a baby. So he realizes we're so fortunate, but I think a part of him too just hates that his family isn't able to be out here. And so I think that's a part of it too. And I can't wait until his family can come out here and spend time with her. Cause it's like, she's crawling, she's growing up so quickly. And like, they've only seen her on FaceTime. It's so sad. So wait, do you see like a, like, do you see it ever getting better with him and your mom? I'm, I'm hoping that while we're back down in San Diego for a bit, like my mom will still come down on like some weekends with my dad, like I'll still be up a little bit, but I'm hoping that by just having a little more separation for right now, that that'll make things better. And he'll appreciate how much she helps even more because like now we don't have my mom full-time at my beck and call whenever I need her. So I'm hoping that this little bit of separation will be good for all of us. Both sides. Does yeah. she just not think he's the guy for you? 
Oh no, she absolutely does. She loves him for me. She thinks that he is the most amazing partner, the most amazing father, and she will praise him. It's just the two of them butt heads personally. Right. But like she sees that no other man I've ever been with has been this way with me. So she knows he is the one. She just, they're both very opinionated people. They're both like, I'm right, I'm right. Right. So like with me, I feel like I used to be much more feisty back in the day and more opinionated. Whereas now, like the older I've gotten, I just, I want to keep the peace. And I'm just like, it's okay. Like, I just want everyone to be happy and everyone to get along. Yeah, I just, it, it kills me inside when him and my mom butt heads because I just want them to get along all of the time. And I don't know if there will ever be a day where they do completely get along all of the time, but I'm, I'm hopeful. You know, I was thinking about this too, cause it's like real person, right? Like we watch on TV, whether it's, we watch you, any show we watch. Right. And it's like, you're doing a show. You just had a baby. You're like new, almost to be bride. You have your mom and your man fighting. And then you have all this added stuff, right? Like People saying, oh, you know, Sheena rushed into another relationship. Oh, Brock and his family. Like, I can't imagine how much you're dealing with really in your house. And then all this outside noise. Is that so tough for you? Are you just like, you've been around, like you've been doing it for so long. It doesn't even bother you. Totally. Uh, it literally does not bother me. The only thing that bothers me is when people voice their opinions about something they don't have the full story about. And they're like, incorrect on certain things like when they think they know the full story based on the edit on a show and I'm like actually there's so much more to the story if you listen to my podcast you will get the full story right and then if you still if you don't fuck with us after that then that's fine it doesn't right. bother me I am not everyone's cup of tea I completely get that I just like being judged on the entire full story and the full truth and not just snippets that you get on the show. So that's what frustrates me the most when like people who have followed my YouTube for the past year and a half, we literally just did our hundredth vlog, a hundred weeks. I've been doing YouTube with this man. We've been through the pandemic, the miscarriage and everything in between up until now. And so the people who have followed us on that journey, they see our real relationship and all of it. Whereas the people who don't listen to my podcast, don't watch YouTube, only see the show, right. they're like, oh, this guy. And I'm like, right. but you don't know him at all. So it's like the people who watch the YouTube, listen to the podcast and watch the show, if you have an opinion about him, then that's fine. That's valid. But don't just judge him based on season nine of Vanderpump Rules. Right. Because that is what bothers me the most. And I see how it can come across, but I'm like, he is he has the biggest heart. He is literally the most amazing person and partner I've ever been with. He just, he is, he's very opinionated. He can be cocky at times, but that's well, him. Man isn't. I mean, I was just watching the episode, this last one where James is popping off on Brock because Brock's like, dude, I'm just trying to like man the man. Like this is how, you know, I'm older. I get it. Like I've been yeah. 
and James pops, right? Oh, yeah. There's stay tuned because there's even more where that comes from. And it happens again um, towards the end of the season or we're already at towards the end of the season. Yeah. And like Brock's whole thing, like all summer was he was just trying to help James be the best version of himself, work on his anger. And so there was a situation that happened that night where James was being disrespectful to someone on the crew and Brock was like, dude, you can't speak to people like that. Like, come on. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to help you out. And James just lost it on him. And it's like, Brock's literally just trying to help you be a better person. Right. And uh, I do think James is on that road now. I think, um, you know, when you watch yourself back and you see these things, you're like, okay, I do want to be better. But um, yeah, that night when I saw that, oof, uh, popping. Yeah right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like, again, maybe I'm wrong. And this is just me watching and the edit is everything, right? I was like, actually going to first ask, ask you, do you think they edit to really make it seem like Brock is like this, like he's just abandoned everybody? I mean, it's just like, I, you know, how I you listen, you all people know the edits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I never want to blame an edit because I'm like, look, if you said it and you did it, you said it and you did it. It's just frustrating when you don't get the full story. But when you're on a show with an ensemble cast, you only have 44 minutes a week to tell right. everyone's stories. I understand that you're only going to get to see the highlights. And it's frustrating because I'm like, yes, did he leave Australia and come to America? Yes, that is a fact. But it's like, there's so much more to the story. It wasn't like he just woke up one day and said, you know, F you, I'm going to America and I'm never going to see you again or help you. It's like, that's not what happened. Right. There was so much more to it. And we've explained in depth on multiple episodes of my podcast. We explained it on the show. Unfortunately, you don't see every single scene in every minute we've filmed. So that's when people want to judge him. I'm like, actually, if you listen to this episode of my podcast, you'll hear the entire story in details and that's like a full 45 minutes dedicated to this story where you're right. only going to get a two or three minute scene on the show of what they want to show too because yeah. you know what it's a lot more interesting to make him seem like he bailed than to of make course. him seem like a stellar amazing oh, dad. yeah like when lala hears you know oh there was a domestic violence order and then she brings that up i'm like whoa 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 like first of all it got thrown out because it was just like there was so much more to the story that the judge threw the entire thing out. So it was like, yes, as he admitted to Lisa Vanderpump, he did slap her one time when he was 19. Right. They then got married, had two children together. There was just so much more to the story. And at the time when that order was placed, she was trying to keep him from seeing the kids. And it was like, oh, well then I'm gonna throw a domestic violence order on you. But then it got thrown out because it was like, first of all, there's no history of domestic violence. This right. is something that happened years before, but none of that was explained. And when Lala said that to me at the tea party, I'm like, oh my God. And I'm trying to remember the details of this, that he told me two years ago when we met that I know has nothing to do with why he can't see his kids. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. And I'm like trying to get my thoughts together. I was so caught off guard and I was just like, not expecting that, but I'm like, no, 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 there is more to the story. It wasn't like that but then people hear those words and they're just like oh my god this big australian kiwi guy hit a woman and it was like oh and then they run but and then it's like i can't defend that because that's indefensible right. behavior right but there's so much more to the story so just hear the whole story 
And so that was what was hard for me because I'm like, I'm not defending what he did. Absolutely right. not. You, right. no person should ever hit a person. Woman to woman, man to man, you just, you don't hit people. So I'm like, I'm not going to try and defend that, but let me just tell you, there's more to the story. Right. But it's like, oh, there's Sheena just trying to sugarcoat it. And it's just like, <sighs> but then it's like, do you also like in the first place, why, if you're my friend, why are you bringing this shit up on camera? Oh yeah. I don't know. I've, I've had those conversations with her multiple times. She's like, but what would you have done in my like position? I'm like, you don't bring it up. Like, yes, I get it. We all have a job to do, but something like that, that was told to you in confidence, not on camera. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have brought it up, especially in front of Lisa and Katie. It was just, Oh God, I'm never going to a tea party again. <laughs> you need to be done by the way tea is bullshit yeah <laughs> so over tea I even had someone giving me shit about how much milk I poured in my tea at the tea party they're like oh my god cringing at how Sheena makes her tea I'm like here's a little fun fact I don't even like tea I don't <laughs> yeah. like milk in my tea but Lisa Vanderpump puts cream or milk or whatever it is on the table that I feel like the British English way of making tea is you put some milk in it I don't know how much or how little I'm supposed to put in it because I don't even fucking like it. Yeah. Are you like, this is the tea that I give you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Wait, yeah. is Brock, is it, because listen, you've been on 9C. I mean, you are like OG, right? Yeah. But like, he's new. He's a big dude. But like, does this get to him? Is this tough for him? Or is he like, this is bullshit. I know it's just like social media. I know it's just like, I, I can't even imagine how you know he feels doing this I think that certain things get to him for sure when it's about you know his family and his kids because they should have never been brought into the show that should have stayed off limits but at the same time he's just like you know what fuck it like people are gonna have their opinions like at the end of the day the people who matter know the truth his family my family and all of our closest friends know the truth and the full story so the rest of it, he's just like, you know, fuck it. But, and he's also oh, not as Brock. Said. <laughs> you know what? I have go I actually talked, was talking, trying to get Brock on pre. Hi, Brock. All right. How are you? Rugby training. Nice. No, oh man, the baby. Nice Hi. to meet you and see you. Aw. I, cause I was like, you know what? I want him to come on. You, I know you have your, like, you go out and say your thing. And I know you have your podcast, but I was like, Brock you know, A is the side piece, but two, like I want him to be able to talk and like tell yeah. his story, right? Because it's just like, you know, I just feel bad like that shit gets brought up like that and it's supposed to be like friends. Like, where are you now with people? Are you cool with like everybody? Yeah, I mean, and I pretty much was all summer. It was just frustrating when it's like with Lala, we were working so hard to rebuild our friendship. And then I felt like she was constantly trying to attack my relationship and uh, my boyfriend, you know, then fiance at the time, it just, it was frustrating. Cause I'm like, I'm really trying to work on a friendship with you and I can't be friends with someone and get close to you. If you're going to be attacking my boyfriend, fiance. Right. So that was hard for me, but I mean, currently like I am on good terms with everyone. It's just, you know, we all have podcasts and then we all say things about each other. And then we right. see it on like Reddit or reality blurb. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. Is that how you feel about me? Okay. Well, now now we're going this constant podcast war between <laughs> <all of us laughs> sometimes. Is it, 
how many questions or how many times a day do you get asked about Randall and Lala? <laughs> um, thankfully it's died down and I just don't really check my DMs anymore because I mean, in the beginning it was like any interview I would do. I'm like, do not ask me about Randall and Lala because I'm not going to answer it. Right. I answered it one time on one interview and I'm like, you got the exclusive. Everyone else can pull quotes from that. I'm not commenting more on someone else's relationship. It's not my business. It's not my place. I don't like them talking about my relationship. So I'm not going to talk about theirs. Totally. I was just like, I can't even imagine how many, or now James and Raquel. Yeah. You know what though? I was just saying to somebody how it's crazy. You would think right with James and Raquel and then Lala and Randall that personally, I feel like James and, and Raquel would be the ones like going at it all on social and this and that, but on it. And now it's law. It's actually <laughs> now James and Raquel ended very amicably and are still like friendly. So, um, yeah, that, but you know, James didn't do to Raquel what Randall did to Lala. So right. that's the difference. You know, they, I mean, I'll let her tell her story on my podcast tomorrow and you'll see it on the reunion. But, you know, they, what they posted on Instagram saying, you know, they decided to go their separate ways. Like they meant that. So that's they so um, cool. very maturely ended that relationship. Were you shitting your pants when you were like, Lala? All of, all of that. I just, I mean, everything I've seen come out, it, it's, it's literally shocking. I didn't think any of that was going on. So yeah, it was mind blowing to say the least. And then, but Brock and Randall were cool. I mean, they're planning a wedding for you together. I know. Yeah. It, is it tough then? Because obviously you guys can't be cool with Randall. Yeah, no, I've not, I've unfollowed him. I've not spoken to him in, uh, I guess, a couple months now. So um, I keep that, yeah. That door hard for Brock? Um, well, also, uh, Randall was investing in his business. So uh, that's a whole other situation. Ay, ay, ay. So it's like, you know, when uh, there's contracts in place and someone's investing in your business, like, yeah, you can cut off a friendship, but then there's still the business aspect of it. So um, I think he's still figuring that out. Do you like, like, listen, we know ratings, right? Like everything is about ratings when it comes down to it. It's like your guys' life, but also ratings. When, so when you see stuff like this, like they break up or Lala just now is like something with Demi Lovato or something, or she called out something about Demi Lovato and- a Oh, song. was it like the California sober thing? Yes. Right. And, or something with Gigi from Shaz and Lala, like, yeah. do you are like, I, you know, this will help Vanderpump, like the ratings. Are you I like, think, look, any social media drama, I think it would probably always help, but also people are so focused on the live ratings right now, which are down all around right. on like with every show. Like I think and Brock was looking something up and I don't know if it was like 30 or 40 million Americans canceled cable in the pandemic. So like all of these millions yeah. of people aren't watching live TV anymore. Everything's about streaming, you know, right. like 
We're not on Peacock. I don't think we're on Hulu like until the season's over. So it's like you can watch it on bravotv.com. You're not going to be sitting necessarily on your computer. And I don't even think it streams live. So it's like right. they yeah. the live ratings don't really matter. It's the like plus threes and plus sevens that people should actually look at if they want to see how the show's really doing, which we're still over a million every week yeah. as far as I know. So it's like the people who, you know, DVR, like I only watch the show live when we're wait it's today tuesday oh, oh today is tuesday tonight yeah so like tonight, i'm i'm home i'm not doing anything i will watch the show live but normally it's like i'm not just necessarily always home on a tuesday night right. i DVR it i'll watch it the next day right so like, those are the ratings that actually matter i mean it's it's but by the way who the hell watches it live like as a That's what I'm mom, saying. It's like like the only thing I watch live occasionally is like the voice when it's like coming down to like the end and I really want to vote. <laughs> right. I'm like, or I'll just go on my app and vote for who I want to vote for and not even watch it live. But it's like very few people I think are still watching live TV. And I mean, very few, it's 700,000 or whatever, are still watching it live, which is a lot of people. Totally. And then add in all the people that DVR it, that watch it on bravotv.com and all of that. And we're over a million. So it's Maple like, it's just, listen, my husband, uh, he works for WME and he started a non-scripted selling TV shows. And he's mm -hmm. like, TV shows are, they're just not happening anymore. Like, yeah, it's all digital and everything like this. I mean, you like, even, even that world decided to change and refocus and, and all that stuff. It's yeah, like, I can't believe nine seasons. It's crazy. I mean, to even think about how season eight ended and season nine started, like if you were watching it back to back, I'm like drunk, single, dancing on a bar at Tom Tom. And then I'm like in a new relationship with a baby. It was just like total 180. And here we are. Picking yeah. shots on the bar to breastfeeding. Yeah. Uh-huh. And pumping. <laughs> but is it, were you shocked when they booted Sassy and Kristen and Jax and Brittany. Completely. Yeah. I mean, were. yeah, because I mean, other than Brittany, like we all started the show together. I thought we would all end the show together one day. So, I mean, I understand, you know, Bravo taking a stand, but I never thought it would be that kind of stand. Like, no, I was completely shocked. I remember I had just found out I was pregnant the first time. And I was getting acupuncture with Ariana because she and I were supposed to freeze our eggs together. And I hadn't told her I was pregnant yet and that she was gonna have to freeze her eggs alone. And so I show up to like our fertility acupuncture that day and I brought my vlog camera and I was planning on telling her I was pregnant. And right when I walked in, she goes, oh my God, everyone just got fired. And I was like, what? I was so shocked. And I was like, okay, I don't think this is the right time to tell you I'm pregnant. You were like, and let me tell you this too. Yeah. So, Wait a minute. Um, oh my gosh. But like, were you like, okay, but now I'm going, baby. <laughs> I mean, I just was hoping that it wasn't going to cancel the show, you know? And then it was like, we're still, we didn't know if we were going to start filming again soon. Like, we, I mean, it was almost a year after that before we started filming again. So, we just didn't know what the future of the show was going to be. And obviously, you know, whoever the cast is, we hope to still be a part of it and we hope to continue the show as long as possible because I love 
doing this show. I love being able to capture these moments of our lives and to share our stories because I hope that by us sharing our stories, we're able to help others who are going through similar things. All so right. it, yeah, but um, that was definitely a shock. Insane. Why do you think though, I mean, you just said like Ariana and Tom, I mean, everyone's like, you're not getting married. You don't want this. You know, their relationship has stuff, right? Katie and Schwartz. Like I, why do you, and maybe this is just me, but like, why do you feel you two get the most like eyeballs on you all the time and like saying this and this and that? Honestly, I don't know. It's always been like that with me. And it's like, I'm just so used to it at this point. I, I don't know though. I really don't understand why I always get so much shit and so much hate, but then I get so much love at the same time. Like if you really look at my social media and look at the, I don't delete comments anymore. I used to delete comments, block people like for sport, like all the time. But I'm like, <laughs> like if they were coming at you or saying, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, like, like I have, honestly, I probably do still get those comments, but I have so many words blocked on my Instagram that they just don't show up anymore. So it's like, if you look at my Instagram, I mean, it's usually a good, 90% love over hate. And I need to focus on that more than the few negative comments that I do get. Cause I used to really focus on the haters and call them out and comment back to them. And I'm like, 90% of these people are here because they love me. Like right. those are the people that deserve to be acknowledged, not the one asshole with a stupid opinion that doesn't matter. Right. And also I'm thankful for the haters because they watch our show. Totally. Having a reason to hate. I'm like, just keep watching. Totally. But it's the same. Listen, especially as chicks, at least for me, like nine people could say, oh my gosh, you are so beautiful. And one person's like, you're ugly as fuck. And, yeah. and I'm like, focus on the one. I'm so ugly. Like, I, that's horrible. Yeah. And they're like, dude, what are you, no. you know, my, same thing with my husband. He'll say five nice things and one kind of whatever. And of course, like mm -hmm. all I focus on. And then I go and I tack his like face. Totally. Like, dude. Just focus on the positive, right? Yeah. I, I just can't believe like you started with Stassi and Kristen and like all them and they're, do you still like, are you still cool with them? Yeah. Yeah. We have Hartford's first birthday coming up. So oh, all like, birthday. How are the kids already turning one? Would you, have they ever, or would you guys ever talk about like a baby spinoff? Um, I mean, so many people have like said that, but I don't know that that would actually ever happen. I'm happy still being on the show that I'm on. And if I were to ever do a spinoff, I would want it to just be with Brock and right. like shot in like Australia or New Zealand. I don't know that I would want to do necessarily like a baby's spinoff because it's like, we don't need a spinoff. Like the show is the show and uh, yeah. Really? I don't know. I mean, I think that would be like a fun like vlog series, like maybe like a special for like our Patreon like subscribers or something like that. But I don't know. Cause I feel like if it were to be a TV show, it's like you would want all the moms fighting and like judging each other. And like, yeah. we're, not, we're not there anymore. Like we don't have those kind of friendships anymore. We're all very supportive of one another. We have like our mom's group chat where we give each other advice and Aww. just like, we're in such a good place. All of us now, I, I it would probably be boring TV show. Who are you coolest with right now? Like who's the one that's like there for you? Miscarriage, getting pregnant, pregnancy, having a baby. Tom, Ariana and Raquel. Definitely. Like that's who I'm closest with. Raquel. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
why how do you think that like why do you think that started um I mean uh, we've been friends for years but really at the beginning of the pandemic her and James were two of like the only people I had in my close circle they've always made the effort to and James as well I want to include him in that um they always made the effort to drive out to Palm Springs drive down to San Diego and like really like take the time and put the effort in to spend time with us when we weren't living in LA. So uh, the four of them have always been very supportive and they were just in my very small little circle and my little bubble I lived in when I was pregnant. So Tom and Ariana were two of the first people I told I was pregnant. Um, I mean, both times. And yeah, James and Raquel, like I've, I've always been close with them, but it got even closer when we went into a pandemic and all of that. So, so. being so close, are you sad that they broke up? Um, I think it's for the best for both of them. So like initially it was just like, of course, like it's so sad when any couple breaks up, but I think in hindsight that it did need to happen for both of them to grow individually. And I hope that they can still stay friends. And, you know, when we are in group settings, when they're going to be around each other, like you don't want that awkward tension. So I think they both just want the best for each other. And they maturely realized that going their separate ways was what was going to be best for both of them individually. So as sad as it is, I think that, it is for the best. And I'm so happy for both of them because I think they're both going to do amazing things in their individual lives. Oh, she is like, she seems freaking so awesome. She's the best. I love the ring. Well, you give the ring back. Oh, you do? (laughs) Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, so she gave it back. That's nice. (laughs) I thought you kept it. No, I mean, if you're Gigi, I think you keep it. <laughs> Didn't you see, I saw Gigi and Lala, something with them. I, yeah, I saw that too. What was that? We, you know, it's funny. You know, it's crazy because just this last episode, Gigi's at Give Them Lala. So I think Gigi met Lala through Randall. So oh. I think that's kind of how they became friends is because she was already friends with Randall. Yeah. And I mean, from what I saw, Gigi was just like, you know, yeah, like Randall fucked up, but like putting your baby's father on blast, like she just didn't like that. So, I mean, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, wait a second. I thought they were cool. Yeah. Well, and just crazy that it was like literally the same timing and also same timing that I think it was Lala. One of you guys was like, you know, James better get his control kind of in check because we don't want it to affect the relationship. Yeah. It's kind of like that. This last episode was crazy with like timing of everything. Yeah. If you had to bring back Stassi, Kristen, Jax, or Brittany, one of them to come back. I mean, we can't. So if you could, (laughs) um, uh, I mean, I couldn't just pick one because you can't pick one. It's all or nothing, you know, like they're all my friends. So you're so close with like Jax and stuff. Um, I mean, I'm closer with Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still, I talk to Stassi and Kristen regularly. Like I'm still friends with all of them. So I couldn't pick 
one. Look where you are when you started. It's crazy. Like I know. Mean Girl Central, everyone on you, like you were outcast and now look where you are. Yeah. Is it crazy? It is crazy. I mean, I think really like having babies definitely changed something in all of us and really brought us closer again, especially me and Stassi. Like I just seen her as a mom, like she is just the best version of herself that she's ever been. And it's like really cool to see. So I like, I genuinely enjoy hanging out with her. Like I get excited when she texts me. Whereas before I'd be like, what did I do? Oh my God. (laughs) Like I would be like afraid my heart would start racing. And now I'm like, Ooh, what does she say? Oh, I love that. I love that. Do you think Ariana will ever get married? And Tom? Um, I don't think they need to, you know, I mean, look at like Goldie Goldie Hawn, you know, some, People, marriage is for them and some it's not. And I think that they have a great relationship and I don't think they need a piece of paper to solidify that. Totally. And it's on both of them. It's not like Sandoval's like, I'm dying to get married. Like, please. Like, he's just happy being with her. And if she doesn't want to get married, like, he's okay with that because he loves her and they don't need to get married to have a good relationship. I think sometimes marriage could, you know, ruin a relationship. So... Yeah, I think they're doing just fine. You don't think they'll have kids? Adopt? Anything? Never say never. I mean, she did freeze her eggs, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whether she's going to use those eggs for herself or donate them to other people, um, save them for a rainy day, I don't know. But um, she did do that. So, I mean, just like for, as a woman, I thought that was just so respectful and such a huge thing to do to just take control of her own future and her body and I'm so proud of her for doing that and whatever she chooses to do with them that is completely up to her but I'm just glad that she did that because you never you may say right now I don't like I don't want kids I mean I didn't think I wanted kids until I was 38 but you know here I am and I couldn't be any happier so that's why I chose to freeze my eggs too. Cause I'm like, yeah, I don't want kids right now, but I don't want to wake up one day 40 and be like, shit, it's too late. Right. How, wait, how old are you? 36. Oh my God. I don't even remember 36. Well, listen, I'm freaking almost 40 in my crazy ass. I have a four and three year old. See, but that's it. Now women are having babies later right. too. Like I don't want another one possibly ever, but at least for a couple more years. Like I only want to have another baby because I want Summer to have a sibling and to grow up close with a sibling. My sister and I are 12 and a half years apart. We both pretty much grew up as only children. Had a great life. I got everything I ever wanted. And and I had a lot of cousins my age, but I want Summer to have a little sibling to play with, but I am not in a hurry by any means to have another newborn. That was the scariest time of my life. I don't know that I ever want to be pregnant again after having help syndrome and could have died in the hospital. So right now I'm like back on my 38 plan where I'm like, okay, we can revisit this at 38. I did freeze my eggs. You know, I think the next step um, now that we're in 2022, I kept saying, I'm waiting till next year. Next year is now here. We're going to fertilize those eggs and get them all genetically tested and see if any are viable embryos. That will be the next step because I want to do that sooner rather than later, because if none of them are viable embryos, then I want to do a full round of freezing embryos. Right. I would rather do that 
at 36 than 38. Totally. So totally. That'll be something in the next few months that, um, uh, maybe not in the next few months because we're going to be down in San Diego, but probably around May, I turned 37. I would want to fertilize them by then and just see where those are at. And um, hopefully we have some good ones and I don't have to go through a third round. But if I do, I will do that because we're strongly discussing and considering a surrogate next time around if we do have another baby. Because pregnancy was so tough. My pregnancy actually was fantastic. I had the best pregnancy ever. I didn't throw up a single time. I was never sick. I had the best pregnancy. But the labor, when I got diagnosed with preeclampsia and then that advanced to health syndrome, and I literally could have had a stroke, a seizure, or died, that was when I was like, okay, I, I don't know that I want to put myself through this again. And my doctor said, you know, don't let this be the reason you don't have another baby. We will monitor you more closely. We'll induce you three weeks early. But I'm like, I also don't want that because right. just knowing my whole pregnancy, I'm going to probably get help syndrome again. I'm going to get induced early. What if the baby's lungs aren't developed? Just like, I feel like that'll just add a natural stress and anxiety that I already had my pregnancy with her just because of the miscarriage. So I was so worried about a miscarriage. Then I was worried about a stillborn. Right. You know, I have to be worried about that and health syndrome. Mentally, so like, it's just like the, it, the whole game is just like, you know, after yeah. miscarriage, after all those things, then it's always mm -hmm. in your head, right? It's like the mental yeah. block. Like, I'm like, yeah. in the back and then of my it's head. like, you have the newborn and then you worry about SIDS and then you have a baby and then you worry about her choking. And I'm just like, God, it never ends. <laughs> it never ends. Oh, I three. When she goes to school, it's just like, oh my God, it's always something. It's, it's, it's literally always something. It's just different problems at each mm -hmm. age. Sheena, first, real quick, I wrote you a poem. Oh. And I was so excited to start talking and we just started going. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to read you my poem. So let me okay. read you my poem and then you can go because you have to take care of your baby. Okay. <clears throat> she came into Sir just trying to fit the mold. Little did they know she was as good as gold. Server, singer, new mom, and soon to be wife. Is it really all happening in her life? We love this lady from her eyelashes to her crop top. Okay, okay, I will stop. I will stop. From Vanderpump Rules, it is Sheena. Woo! Oh my God, I loved that. That was so cute. <laughs> I was like, what rhymes with crop top? Like, yeah. What rhymes as good as gold? Like, of course. I can't, like, <laughs> oh my God. I that love was supposed to be my so intro to say hi to you. And then I'm like, Let's go, baby. We're jamming. And I yeah, we just started talking. I was like, are, are we, are we going? We're going. All I right. know we're going, we're going. Thank you. I know you're so busy. I know you and Brock, like it was awesome to see Brock. It was so awesome to finally get to talk to you. I guess you too. This was awesome. Um, I love this season, obviously been a fan for so long, so Thank I can't see, so much. I can't wait to see what the rest of the season has for us. Hey. Thank you. All too. Right, bye, Sheena. Thanks. Bye. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Sidepiece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Sidepiece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W, at Sidepiece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.